I miss a green, for example, I'm already upset. When I find my ball in the bunker, I'm really upset. And when I find my ball in a fried egg. Fried egg. The dreaded fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg lie, I'm about ready to run off the golf course. Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. He has birdied the last two holes to catch and then move ahead of Ken Venturi. One of the greatest displays of courageous golf that anybody has ever seen any place. Uh, up the hill. Oh, did you ever see one like that? <laughs> I think that's one of the greatest putts I've ever seen in my life. I'm Jim Nance. It's my great pleasure to welcome you to the Masters Tournament. I've heard it said before, it's a tradition unlike any other. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast. I am joined by Will Knights here on Masters Saturday. Uh, just wrapped up watching today's third round. Quite a exhibition there. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think we all went into today expecting some carnage from the weather, and uh, instead we got the exact opposite. Yeah, it, it seemed like it just kind of softened up the greens. It it didn't really rain as expected. There was just that one little flurry of a downpour during when the leaders were off, and that kind of mucked things up. But for the most part, it just seemed to make scoring conditions uh, easier, and a few guys took advantage. What were uh, your big takeaways from today? Uh, I think the biggest one is that Rory is definitely out for blood. He's uh nose reads up at the lead, and he wants to definitely uh, get him back for Hazeltine there. You can definitely hear in his post round interview that all the he thinks all the uh, pressure is on Reed, and he's just ready to go out tomorrow. Yeah, it's um it'll be interesting to watch those guys duke it out. Um, I, you know, one of the things with Reed's play, I mean, that, it was unbelievable on that back nine with the two Eagles, the chipping, I mean, on the 15th was insane, but what it does is really separates him from pretty much everybody. But I, you know, six shots is what Faldo came back on Norman from, and that's about the biggest margin in recent masters history. 
So that puts it really up to Rahm, Fowler, McElroy as the only legitimate chasers um, at eight under or better. Um, do you see any? Do you see Reed potentially faltering tomorrow? I think the first few holes will definitely be a good tell. I mean, with two and three being birdie holes, if he can get through those under par, I think that'll be a good test. It'll also be interesting to see if Rory puts pressure on him quickly. I mean, he does have that tough stretch with four through seven, but I think if Reed gets out to a hot start, it'll be tough to catch him. Yeah, he just seems locked in this week. Um, obviously, he's always a one of the world's best around the greens and on the greens, but it, since he's added that fade, um, it's taken his ball striking to a whole new level. And and at Augusta, you know, it it's amazing how he how much he trusts it. You know, hitting it on set off 17 T and 18 today, 18 T today and hitting perfect tee shots. Uh, I think that'll carry over. Um, I think, you know, it, it really will, as you said, uh, come down to that first three holes and who sets the tone. Um, potentially, I mean, if one of these guys could go out in 30, it could put a little bit of pressure, but that's so tough to do on that front nine. Yeah, I mean, we saw Fleetwood make that run today on the back, but on the front nine, you don't really have a good stretch. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the typical Sunday pins are out there. Maybe they want to increase some birdies, but yeah, I think unless McElroy, Fowler, or Rom put pressure on him early, that's the only people who could really catch him at this point. Yeah, it's the that front nine stretch with like four, five, six seven it's it's just so hard on those three holes to to really make birdies and it's it'll be really interesting to see how reed handles this pressure because he's never been in this type of moment before he's had mixed results with holding the lead i mean his last one came at the barclays a couple years ago and and he was a little shaky coming down the stretch there but obviously he's He's shown that in high-pressure situations in the Ryder Cup, he's been nails. Um, tomorrow will be a little bit different beast. Right. Yeah, I think definitely we know that he's not one to shy away from it. Um, as you said, though, this is different. It's the Masters. I think he knows it's different, and it'll be interesting to see how he looks on the first tee tomorrow. So what uh, over the course of this Masters has uh, – have you been surprised by most, Will? Um, honestly, I'm a little surprised that it's played out kind of how we wanted it to. Uh, I mean, we were all building it up as one of the most anticipated masters, and we've so far we've really gotten it. I mean, DJ, Spieth, JT, Bubba, Stenson, Rom, Fowler, McElroy, they're all there. Just whether or not they can make the move on Sunday um, and see if Reed can hold on here, but... I think just getting this leaderboard has kind of been surprising and that we've gotten everyone we wanted to see. Yeah, I, I'd agree. A, like at one point we we were talking, there was, the leaderboard was just nuts at the beginning of the round. There were seven of the top 10 guys on the leaderboard were within the top 10 in the world rankings. Now it looks like you got Spieth Thomas at T ninth, uh, and then uh, Rom and Fowler and McElroy. So you're down to five, but the other five players are are no slouches with like 
Reed, Stenson, Fleetwood, Bubba Watson, Leishman, all those guys are top 25 players. So it, I, I just don't see a way that anybody outside of those four guys can, can really take it home tomorrow. It, it, I mean, there's no way that Reed and Rory fall that much. No, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, the only way this leaderboard was going to be better is if Tiger or Phil actually showed up. But, I mean, once you get over that fact, I think we're left with just about as good a leaderboard as we can expect. We'll definitely be interested to see that final pairing tomorrow. Patrick Reed's going to show up in his Sunday red, and he's going to be ready to go. So you think he's going to ditch the scripting for the, the pink? That Nike uh, laid out for him. I think his wife wore the hot pink pants after the round today, so I think uh, all the Nike pink's been used this week. <laughs> it's we got a pair of a uh, pair of Nike guys going at it. Uh, in we that do, one. we do. Any blade collars going out? Ooh, I uh, you know I think Nike will respect the Sunday at Augusta. <laughs> they might not have during the practice round. I think I mean, we all saw Tiger wearing his blade collar against Phil's button down, but. I uh I think it's Sunday at the Masters they'll they'll put some collars on their guys. Ricky and Rom played shot sixty five. Uh, I guess Rory shot sixty five too today. Um, but one of the things with Ricky's round was that you know the thirteenth hole where he went for it. Obviously, it's hindsight twenty twenty. He doesn't make it, and you think, hey, the, you know he should he shouldn't have done this. But it was a questionable call to go for it and. You you think here it's like you know one more shot could be the difference and and that's the with major championships it comes down to you know the smallest of margins and he got up and down for par but you lay that up with that back pin it's an easy birdie and and that one shot would go a long way you know being at being within four and five is a big big difference right yeah exactly I mean. Essentially, his up and down for par would have been the up and down he would have had for birdie. I mean, it would have been the exact same shot. So making that mistake just kind of really cost him. I mean, who knows? It might have cost him the final group, honestly. Rory would have known that he needed to make that birdie to put the or to get into the final group. Um, I think he was going to pretty much attack regardless, but who knows? Ricky might be the one in the final group with Patrick Reed tomorrow. Yeah, so tomorrow weather conditions they're they're saying it's going to be 63 so it'll be a lot cooler um moderate winds i think the one thing that will happen is with the rain it will be it actually will be tough conditions because they'll crank those sub airs and the the greens are going to be really firm but then the surrounds of the greens will be really soft which always makes things tricky I, I if anything i think that favors a guy like Rory who who comes in with that towering ball flight, right? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, as we saw today, Rory's just hitting it past everyone. I mean, he was consistently 40, 50 yards past Stenson. Um, I mean, I don't see that not continuing. Um, I just do remember Reed at the U.S. Open last year. He was chipping pretty well off those tight lies. I mean, if he's missing greens I with a little bit of pressure, we'll see how his short game holds up, but... He has shown in the past that he's been able to get it up and down from those areas. That's what's impressed me the most about Rory this week is how he's gotten kept the momentum going. It seems to me like in recent years with major championships, he just has always missed that five-footer for par, and this week 
he's making all those, you know, we saw two really clutch up and downs from him on the par threes, uh, in the, on the back nine. And that that's the key for Rory is always that momentum. I feel like he just really feeds off momentum more than almost any other player in golf. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think once he got up and down on 13 there, it was very similar to what Sergio did last year, kind of saved his whole tournament. Um, And then Rory just down the stretch was just firing at pins, knowing he needed to make a few more birdies and put some pressure on. Uh, I mean, he's been here before. He's been in the final groups of majors. This is the first time he's been in the final group at the Masters, though, since his meltdown in 11. So we'll be interested to see how he looks on the first tee tomorrow. Yeah, the, then he had the meltdown in fifteen on uh, in the final group Saturday. So it's a it'll be Sunday's completely different beast than Saturday. The pins get tougher, and especially today with the soft conditions, that it, it'll be a whole different ball game tomorrow. Soft and calm. What uh? What do you make of the thumb? The thumb. He uh, put on a show today for us. Yeah, quite the charge on the front nine there, and then continued it on the back. Uh, I thought he was going to be the only non-Jeff Knox player to make birdie on 11, but, um, I mean, he's right there. I wouldn't put it past him to make a charge early tomorrow. We know he has the firepower to get to two, and with that pin, eagles are definitely in play, so we'll see if he's able to make a couple early birdies or eagles. Yeah, he he was so under the radar coming in. Nobody was talking about him because he, you know, compared to what his usual standards are with, you know, essentially – he was a top 10, top five machine, and he had a kind of string of top 30s, which got everybody off him. But he is he is built for this golf course. He, for a guy that's only 23 and has had, what, less than 30 PGA Tour starts, uh, he's one of the most complete young players we, we've seen come up through the ranks in a long time. Yeah, I mean, so this is his second year at Augusta now, so... I mean, it didn't. He didn't look great on Thursday opening. I think he was seventy-five, but I mean, ever since then he's just been nails uh, coming down the stretch. Today, especially, threw a dart in there on sixteen, and then uh, seventeen made that birdie as well. Um, I mean, he know we all know he wants to prove that he's one of the best, if not the best, in the world. So he needs majors to prove it. Anybody you were disappointed with today? that you kind of expected to see jump up? Yeah, I mean, it definitely with the soft conditions, I think early we were thinking JT was going to make a run, um, especially, I mean, he birdied two, but then just kind of fell flat the rest of the round. I mean, when everyone else is out there shooting 66 and 65, and for him to only shoot 70 is kind of disappointing. We saw Rory take advantage of his length on the course, but JT just couldn't take advantage. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with Leishman. I I kind of thought he'd hang around a little bit more, but it uh, it, it just expected more than seventy three out of him, especially with how soft it was. Um, I I thought he was gonna be a guy in the mix um tomorrow, but now he's he's eight shots back. That just seems like too much to me. Yeah, he just burned a couple edges early there and never got any momentum going. And once Patrick Reed just started pulling away, I think you could kind of see he just had a couple flat tires and just couldn't keep it going. Who's your prediction for the backdoor special tomorrow? Backdoor special, 
You know, uh, I think Rose had a ton of pressure on himself coming in to this tournament, and now that he's just out on the outside looking in, he's definitely just going to – I think he's going to go low tomorrow. Um, I mean, as we've seen, Spieth has not done anything either. I think he could backdoor top five here as well. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, after round one, I was worried that we were going to see 2015 like all over again where it was essentially over on on Saturday or on Friday. Uh, But he, that putter, he just hasn't been the same this year over especially short putts. Right, yeah. I mean, we saw Thursday, he goes out hot and then, just completely gives it all back early Friday and just never found it again. I mean, with him and DJ today, I thought they were going to kind of put some pressure on each other to play well, and they both really just fell flat. Yes, it almost worked in uh, the opposite way where they both didn't do anything, and it was probably just like watching everybody running and you're stuck in quicksand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think when you're in a good pairing that you guys can kind of feed off each other and make birdies, that definitely helps. And with both of them just being unable to get going, that just hurt them both. All right. Uh, keep this thing tight. What, what's your prediction for tomorrow? I think, honestly, I think Patrick Reed pulls it out. Um, I know Rory's coming for him, but I think he, he's just, he wants it. And He's going to go out there ready to go. Uh, he's going to be able to hold off Rory early, and I think he wins by two. Oh, man. I, I, you think Rory gets it done? I don't know. I, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't it want It depends Reed on my head and my heart. My head says Reed. He's just been nails all week, but I, uh, I just don't want to see Reed in every Masters till he's like 65 or 70. Yeah, I think uh, definitely some of those guys in the champions locker room are rooting against him. But yeah, I, I just think it's his time. I uh, we'll see if anyone can put pressure on him. But I think unfortunately we're going to see Patrick Reed draped in green tomorrow. Yeah, it, it it is a it's from his hard work too. You have to give props where it is. He's identified what he couldn't do and what was holding him back, and he's he's gotten markably better. And that's what this game, you know, that's why it's so important not to judge guys when they're 25, 26, because they still have so much time. And uh, Reed's a perfect example of that. Just vast improvement and, um, you know, learning how to hit a shot and then pulling it off under pressure. Uh, Definitely, yeah. I think, I mean, ever since his top five comments, I think he's really come a long way. Um, Definitely matured. I don't. I still think he rubs a lot of people the wrong way, but um, he's addressed the weaknesses in his game, and obviously it's paid off for him. Yeah. So uh, that's it. We'll uh, overrated, underrated. Patrick Reed's apparel. Um, now that he's Nike, uh, I mean, he's kind of dressed the same as everyone, but he's uh, definitely overrated. The swoosh does not really fit Patrick Reed's body type. Overrated, underrated, the term patrons. The term patrons is highly overrated, but patrons in general, definitely underrated. Um, there's no yelling, no tomfoolery. They uh, just go out and watch golf and cheer. It's a good time for them. It's The way the Masters runs their whole thing is is 
It's a, it's a it's a tight ship out there. <laughs> you you know everybody's kind of on their toes. They they don't want to get thrown out. They they've heard of the you know the Pinkerton running around there, <laughs> kicking people out. You know I think there's certain things. If you say certain things, you're out immediately. And just in general, the way Augusta just strong arms everybody, whether it's CBS, whether it's for sure. It's their, their partners. It's their way or the highway. And you walk in there, you better be on your best behavior. Yeah. And then in turn, they deliver the best sporting event, uh, definitely the best golf event and arguably the greatest sporting event out there. So absolutely, you got to give them props for just uh, running their thing the way they want to run it. Yeah. I mean, we all know coming in, it's going to be immaculate on the course and broadcast is what it is we got to live with it but i mean it it delivers every year like this tournament just doesn't get any better all right well we will uh that'll wrap and uh hope everyone enjoys a great master sunday you've been listening to the fried egg podcast we do the digging for you 